I used to be afraid of so much in this world. I'd tiptoe through each day like some frightened little girl. Then one day I realized I can't just run and hide from life. Now if someone pulls a gun on me, I pull out my knife. I don't follow. Sit on my lap like I'm Santa and listen to me. Face your fears, stare them down. Don't be scared, stand your ground. Cause nothing is that scary as it appears. All you gotta do is face your fears. Okay, I think I'm starting to get it. What if a bear runs at you in the woods, don't run away. Yeah, I'm back here, sing to me. Look it deep in the eyes, put your hand on its chest and say, Bear, I'm not afraid. Well, that's just dangerous. If you're in a burning building and smoke is everywhere, keep calm, take a deep breath, and stay right there. That's not how smoke or fire works. Face your fears. Run with scissors. Whoa. Because you can fly. Yes, you can fly. Fly out of a window. Who are you singing to? So many problems. Oh my god. Follow your dreams. Stare at the sun. Play in the street. If you're scared of bees, get stung. Everything is speeding on my end. I love to record my friends. I love to have blackmail of them. <laughs> I love to get incriminating statements on tape. <laughs> I love to cancel them. I love to. I ransom. I, I, I ransom a fucking cancellation of my friends. It's like, hey, you know, before I told you we were recording, you said, um,. Said some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, interesting. Can actually, can we make that your theme song for this particular podcast series? I really liked that. My my cancellation song. Yeah. Cancellation song is all I ever had. It's <laughs> good. If you want to be my friend, then you're gonna have to get canceled. Yeah, if you want to be my friend, you're gonna have to get canceled. My friends don't say stuff that's cool. My my friends don't say stuff that rules. My friends all say shitty things. My friends all eat chicken wings. No vegans allowed. Uh-uh. <laughs> Only meat for now. Uh-huh. Here we go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Here we go. Get out our little things. That's how we get canceled. Ed, publicly exposing ourselves at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you like my song? I do like your song. 
Thank bad you. takes only here. Bad, bad takes only. I have never. Hey, everyone <laughs> can look across my entire audio record. Never along the line have I said my opinions were good. Never along the way yeah. did I say I'm correct. <laughs> never. I would like to. I would like to microdose being canceled so that when I'm actually famous, <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> I'd like to get a little canceled now before I have a platform so that I can handle exactly. bigger doses of cancellation in the future. <laughs> like, exactly. I used to train myself in other ways to be famous. Uh-huh. Like in high school, I would walk around and I'd be like, oh, this is the last time I'm going to have a quiet moment to myself without <laughs> being recognized. I'd like walk through the hallway if it was abandoned and I'd be like, I need to soak this all up. I need to soak this in these quiet moments without eyes on me. Like I, because this is one of immediately the last after can... this, <laughs> I, will have, because... I will be famous. Well, I was I I was supposed to be famous when I moved to LA. Like I got into school in LA and I was like, but I got in in January and I'm moving in September. So like I'm not even going to get to January before Disney Channel's calling me. You, did like, you practice? I was ready. Did you practice your mouse? Did you practice did you practice your on Disney oh, Channel? Oh, of course. Okay. Any sparkler, any glow stick, like Yeah. Anytime I had something phallic in my hand, it was like, only on Disney Channel. You're watching Disney Channel. Up next, House Mouse Wife. About what if a soccer mom turned into a mouse? Mouse Wife. (laughs) And you're watching. What was that? That was the theme song. Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't have Disney Channel. I'm really just, like, accumulating pieces through cultural osmosis. And I didn't get as far. <laughs> I've, I've, only, I've only seen it written. I've never... I've never, you're, never. Like, you're like the machine. You're machine learning what Disney Channel is through others. You're like, okay, is that a car? Is that a car? Is that, is that a, car? a car? Yeah, I... Did you know uh, what those are for? I fail the... the the Disney Channel. Recaptcha. Recaptcha. I fail the captcha of Disney Channel. <laughs> which of these are decoms, and which of them are just other shitty movies? And I'm like, ah, uh, did the Olsen twins ever have a decom? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. God damn it. And I don't get to read my email or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I. So I, my friend works in machine learning at adobe and he was the one who revealed to me what the fuck those are for which i didn't know it's to train self-driving cars and self-driving vehicles to be able to identify road things that's why it's not just like are you a robot it's like a dual reasoned thing it's like that information goes back to machine learning hmm sounds like i'm doing some free labor for some companies Hmm. You are. You are, in fact, doing free labor just to get your fucking password. Just to get access to your silly little platforms. You are teaching a car to drive. And that's either cute or terrifying. Uh, and, you know, in, like so many things, it is both. Like, in a car's universe, that's kind of cute, you know? You're sure. kind of, like, b- helping a toddler learn. But in a... <laughs> 
in an Ex Machina universe. Less cute. Yeah, in an Ex Machina. Although that robot was cute in Ex Machina. That was a cute robot, I gotta say. Cute in a different way. Not like it in Wally way. No, not in, not, not in a Wally way, but in a has Alicia Vikander's face sort of way. You know, in, 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 a, in a way that, like, is <laughs> played by a very attractive actor. That kind of way. Yeah. Who would play you in the biopic of Vern's life? Of because you Vern's get to be the, life? Like, yeah. So, Kevin, for our listeners, Kevin has a really cool bearded friend, like a whimsical bearded yeah. funny friend who lives in, I think, the Pacific North west um with his wife or in salt lake city now salt lake city now that's right let's dox my whimsical bearded friend let's, let's his bank password <laughs> so he, is <laughs> well you gotta recapture first but he fuck god lives which of these mouse house what the fuck is that is that a decom luck of the <laughs> irish was that one or was that just a shitty movie like i don't i don't i can't tell Oh, Luck of the Irish definitely was. Okay. Um, Double Dr. Burn trouble. In Burns' yes, biopic, when you get to play the um, quirky best friend. Love that. Who plays you mm. in that biopic? It's a good question. And I, I'm going to take the linearity of time out of this, because obviously it would have to be played by someone who is currently younger than me. You know what I mean? Like, obviously we would have to, like, step back. Um, so if we take... If, if this is being assembled from all of space and time. Uh, maybe Greg Sestero from The Room, uh, I think would play oh a good me. Um, I think that's a good choice. Um, <laughs> obviously there is 70s Mark Hamill, uh, obviously, which I was told many times before I had a beard that I looked like. Um, so those are both good. Those are both good options, I think. If Mark is unavailable, if Mark is tech avail, but he can't make it, we call Greg Sestero from the depths of time. Okay. What about you? Cool. You're also in this. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah, I'm non-binary. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some fun? There's only a few of us, like, out in Hollywood right now. Yeah. I think maybe Kristen Stewart would come out by playing me, which would be For cool. For sure. For sure. Um, but she's a little too famous now. She has always been, but now she's like. I mean, we're pulling. You know, we're we're the, the, we're working with the implication that like the Vern Tooley biopic is big business. You know, oh, I'm we're, sorry. I know who. It's obviously Scarlett Johansson. It's always Scarlett. I'm trans. Of, of course. Of it's course. Of course. My favorite trans. My favorite trans woman. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> trans man. Trans woman. Asian However, woman, tree, <laughs> the you wind know, blows. She can really play anything. I what I what I've always been bowled over. She knows by Scarlett Johansson feels, is her range. <laughs> she it's, feels like she can play anything, and she, therefore, she can. Who are we to stop her? Truly, truly, <laughs> who are we to stop her? We can't. I can't. I bet she doesn't ever have to do a recapture when she logs into things. They're like, no, we know you're Scarlett Johansson pretty yeah. not, not a lot of people look like you we know it's okay <laughs> when she she never has to second guess face id they're like oh that's Scarlett Johansson yeah mm-hmm. the chameleon and the most recognizable at the same time that's right uh yeah our greatest actor and the most recognizable person on the face of the earth uh we hate a chameleon don't we folks 
And, uh, but this is, welcome back to Crazy X Pod Friends, uh, the show where myself and my co-host will, uh, monthly work our way through the CW's greatest television effort, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Now, questions about the title. We are not ex-friends. We just used to have a podcast. We still do, but we used to, too. You know? We still do. I would love if we... I love if we had a riff and, like, we still did this. And we're like, we are ex-friends, but we're professionals. But we're in it for the money. (laughs) I mean, I've seen uh, various instances of, like, married couples doing a podcast. They have to split up for one reason or another and they still keep doing the podcast because it's such a significant portion of their income and to me to me that's hell on earth to me the idea of currently at this moment doing a podcast with any of my exes is uh no that's that's not a i hate that proposition do not proposition do not proposition me I'm on like a like a six month cycle right now where I'm up to my like six to nine months ago ex where I could do a podcast with them. But my three months ago ex nah. could, I, is has not reached out yet. So Okay. But so you got three months. So, you know, in uh yeah, but, in July. Now's then's your time. You can jump on that. Yeah, if I've heard from them, then that's my window. But my ex is your pod friend. Yes. Uh, and but you can plug that right here, right now, in insert. Advanced Media Studies, my co-host Jace, uh, who has not been on the show in a little bit because they are in rehearsals. Um, but, oh, my God, um, yeah. But, Work. Uh, but they are they are my friend, and we are not, in fact, exes. Um, but we are. Yeah, but you, yeah, fun, right? Isn't it? This is such a dishy little gossipy little podcast we've created. I like it. I mean, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I think, is perfect for just, like, little spicy ex-lovers. Yeah, hot gossip. For relationship turmoil to talk about. Also, I'm I'm going to air some of Jace's laundry for funsies, too. It also adds sort of, like, a a multiverse. Um, Jace is flirting with, like, a influencer like a top tiktok influencer right now who i feel like is like a more successful hotter version of me and that's like all i could ask for you know like (laughs) all i can ask in a breakup is that my ex (laughs) decides to trade up to a better version of me that's all i want go upgrade yeah Mm -hmm. like go like then I've done my 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 you know, duty here. Yeah, on this my earth. my ego is such that I do want you to still be into me, but I want you to be into a better, more well developed version. Of yeah, me. like I want to. Yeah, I want to be the like budget version of your like. Yeah, I want upgraded iPhone. I I want to be great value brand nacho chips over your yeah. flavor blasted doritos i want to be but at least i got you hooked on chips yeah you know? i, I want to be dr thunder to your mountain dew that's what i want and if i can achieve that then then that's great and we've done our jobs yeah i just want to be like sort of a vessel a passageway yeah. sort of like i brought you here and now fly bird yeah it's great. Yeah, I'm on the dating apps right now, which is actually relevant to uh, the episodes that we're going to talk about here. 
um, on the dating apps. I'm swiping, I'm swiping right, sometimes left. Uh, so if anyone would like to uh, assassinate me, that would be great. I would really love to be assassinated. Um, that'd be awesome. So do you have to be elected a political position? It first? does have to be for do political game. make you yeah. a mayor? Yeah. Okay. All right. Time for, hey, Eric Adams, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm fucking coming for <laughs> that throne. so you can be assassinated. If you fucking come for the throne, you better bring a powerful ass. And my ass is indeed powerful. I have a famous Speaking ass. of assassins, did you see that Charles Hello. Hinckley is doing an acoustic performance? Uh, yes, John Hinckley, who was, like, looking for band John. members the other day. He posted his, like, P.O. box. And I have definitely considered, like, sending John Hinckley a letter not to join his band, but just to be like, hey, I have a camera and a microphone. Do you just want to like sit down and <laughs> just like we'll we'll be, do a documentary, bud? You should be his videographer. Yes. Also, I come with I no agenda. Pitched, I just want to hang. I just, I just want to hang out. I pitched an undergrad. I was like, let's pretend that in the Ryan Murphy murder cults, I get to be a artistic director for some reason, and Great. I get to cast the next American true crime story. And I pitched like four different projects. I pitched a really good Jordan Peele one. I pitched like, but they okay. were all based on different um, mass media public trials. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so the Hinkley one was one of them with Jodie Foster. And I think I picked some excellent casting back in 2018. I chose Joaquin Phoenix and Dakota Fanning to play That's young Jodie Foster. That's not bad. That's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I should I probably mean, go to him and be like, hey, hey, do you want to sell this to Netflix? Let's get in on this. Yeah, let's fucking, let's make it happen, American Crime Story. Dakota is a little too old now to play 15, but there are options. There are children out there. She wasn't 15, though, when he was stalking her. She was at Yale. She was like... She was 19, at Yale. Okay, 18, so like 18, 19. I don't know if you've seen Dakota Fanning recently. I do think we've maybe crossed that Rubicon. Okay. You disagree. Remember, Jade and I, my other ex, Jade and I were in a sky lounge, and this drunk man came up to us and bought us macaroons and started flirting aggressively with Jade and was like, where are you going? And we're like, we're going to Ireland. And he was like, oh, are you going to drink Guinness there? And I was like, I'm sober. And then he was giving us all this attention, and Dakota Fanning was, like, right next to us wearing all white and Louis Vuitton. He didn't give her the time of day. Wow, that's got to make you feel good to the point where you're still telling did, that story. But yeah. it also, I was more just kind of anxious that she was wearing all white at an airport. I was like, so much could happen here. Yeah. I could never wear all white. I just don't believe I will ever live the type of life where I could wear all white clothes. I just don't, I just don't think that's possible for me. That's probably for the best having seen Get Out. So this episode yeah. of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I come from dirt. With... I come from dirt people. Um, and I cannot, I come from a, a dirty folk and I can't, I can't wear all white. <laughs> uh, but yes, cat podcast with me. My friend just podcast with me. That's it. That's the only, yeah. I, I did a full song earlier. You're not going to get a second song. Okay. I don't know if we're establishing and... precedent that I do parodies of the songs from this television show. And maybe, <gasps> maybe it's time to... Just put that out to pasture. Fucking Miller's Crossing, John Turturro in the woods. Maybe, like, maybe it's time to just, like, put it down. You know what I mean? I want to hear that, though. 
I want to hear you free associate to the melody of every song in this series. Every song. I was going to do like one an episode, but I already sang at the top of the show about being canceled, if you recall. Yep. I liked that one. All right. I'll say you get one song per episode. It might be a pastiche of a song from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, or it might just be free associated dribble. (laughs) Stuff that comes from the soul. Might just be gobbledygook. Um, perfect. So uh, this episode opens with, I can't remember. Yes, let's... Refresh my memory. <laughs> this episode opens with something. Uh, <laughs> we are, of course, talking about season one, episode three, I Hope Josh Comes to My Party, directed by Tamara Davis, oh. written by Rachel Bloom and Aline Brosh McKenna. Um, when Josh's girlfriend is out of town, Rebecca decides to throw a big party, but she doesn't know a lot of people in West Covina. Uh, so it, uh, there's, it's pretty sparsely attended until Paula recruits a bunch of, uh, gambling addicts to attend. Uh, first introduction of beloved character Heather, finally showing up on the show. Yes! Yes! We're getting the full and mashed cast here uh first appearance of grocery clerk with half an eyelid uh that we love he has a name later i want to say brendan and uh it's 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 good times uh songs include face your fears as sung by paula and i have friends as sung by rebecca and young rebecca and a boy band made up of four joshes sung by josh these are fun maybe it's because cat i can't dance much like the movie Cats, yeah. Cats Don't Dance. I can't dance. Not really. What about Corbin Blue in High School Musical 2? Can you not dance the way that he couldn't dance? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, see back to our previous conversation <laughs> so, where I did not have the Disney Channel. So Corbin Blue has a whole number in High School Musical 2. Uh-huh. Where he uh, arguably is, is flirting with the twink. The other gay right. of the other gay of the, the movie, um, Ryan. But it's never, yeah. Um, well done. Thank you. And he spoke at my arts. They camp. are playing. They were playing baseball. Okay. And Corbin Blue's like, I don't dance. And Ryan's like, I know you can. And then Corbin Blue's like, Not a chance. No. And then they break into song and dance about how Corbin Blue can't dance. And he is really good at it. He no. also had danced a lot in the first musical. And it's a really fun, confusing little number for a child brain. You're like, aren't you dancing right now? Aren't you? I, fun of it. I don't understand <laughs> uh, dramatic irony. I don't, I don't understand juxtaposition. <laughs> I am a child. I am watching High School Musical 2. I don't understand juxtaposition. Uh, And you got very upset. Yes. But maybe it's because I can't dance. I can do a little, you know, like a little high school theater level box step, uh, which is about as, you know, as as far as we got uh, in my particular high school theater program. But I say this only because I think Vincent Rodriguez III plays Joshua Felix Chan is a wonderful dancer. He's a he's a he's a yeah. great dancer, and we haven't yet gotten to the numbers where he really gets to show that off. But because I'm not a dancer, anyone doing any amount of choreo, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> whoa! And you're doing it four times in four different outfits. How do you do that? 
How'd you do that? Yeah. Because um, I'm a, I'm a dummy. I'm a philistine. I'm I a love, dancing fucking philistine. I love a boy band, and I love yeah, I love a boy band, and I also I love the lyrics of "Face Your Fears." Uh, hilarious, and great. Paula, Paula's finally getting a song. We're finally getting songs from the rest of the cast because up until this point, it really has just been Rebecca with the one sort of Valencia exception. But now it's like, oh, Paula gets her own showcase song. Oh, Josh is getting her own showcase song. In the next episode, it's Greg's time. It's Greg's turn. Yeah, this is when we figure out, like, oh, everyone on the series can probably sing. Yeah, Um, I believe there was, if I remember, you know, interviews I read five to seven years ago well enough, um, I believe there was a version of the original conception of this show where only Rebecca really sang. Um... Which is interesting, considering the rest of the cast is Donalyn Champlin, Santino Fontana. You know, like, they did get other people with pipes. But I believe there was a version of this where only Rebecca... The musical numbers were worked in such a way and on such a logic that only Rebecca really got to have them. Oh, I kind of get that, because she's supposed to be exploring being, like, quirky mental illness. And so it would make sense that she's the only one that has these, like musical breaks in her brain yeah um so i do get the original pitch i do think it's stronger for or it's more fun to do it the way that it is done with all of these other performances um i'm engaged this way but uh i did like the i have friends i definitely have friends yeah um friends friends friendly friends time to meet my friends it reminded me a lot of the video that brought me to her originally. I steal pets from the popular people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that uh, one summer, the same summer that Rebecca Black's Friday was popular. Wow. I remember. Big summer yeah. for people named Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> I guess her I real name is Rachel. But, <laughs> but. I know, that's why I didn't say it, because I was like, I always get confused which one's her real name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They did decide to give her the same initials, and it is confusing, and I will mess it up from... (laughs) From time to time, uh, but I—I just—I—I I inter- I refer to the actors and the characters interchangeably sometimes, you know, just like, oh, Greg's yeah. really good in this scene, and it's like, well, Greg is not the actor. Greg, <laughs> Greg is not the man. Greg is a fictional being um, who works in a fictional bar. Uh, but I love, you know, when Rebecca comes in, invites him to the party. Uh, they have a great, a classic. Uh, Sam and Diane back and forth repartee and uh, I just continue to love Greg. There's something about his misery that speaks to my very soul. Just, (laughs) he understands me in a way that I can't articulate. I don't understand but I love him. I get it. I remember really loving him when first watching the show and being straight and an active alcoholic. I was like, why do I identify with Greg so much? And now being a transmasculine person and <laughs> five years sober i'm like oh that's why <laughs> that's why and i never i didn't notice it the first watch until i remember when they were like yeah he's an alcoholic i was like <laughs> what? yeah where was that plot and, and now like episode like... three <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny when they're like he's an alcoholic and they go what and they flash back to like five different scenes of him being an alcoholic that have happened over the course of the show um including this one where he says like 
I don't leave the party while there's still whiskey or something. You're like, whoa. Okay, what what did you think of that moment, though? Like, what was he doing? He was just, like, lurking on the stairs. I think he was, he wasn't really sort of, like, he was at the stage of drunkenness, in my opinion, where it's, like, he just kind of sat down and never got back up. Do you know what I mean? Like, he planted yeah. himself and had difficulty. I didn't read it in a creepy way, but I have never been a woman, so I do not know. You know, <laughs> like, it, it, you read things differently, right? Yes. There are moments yes. when I'm watching the original <laughs> Gossip Girl, and I'm like, mm, this show had a lot of male writers <laughs> for various <laughs> various scenes um, that have occurred over the course of that show, and I'm like, mm, you maybe didn't understand the full implications of what was happening <laughs> You, you maybe yeah. tried to mine some shit for juicy <laughs> gossip uh, that, uh, you know, were a little uncomfortable to certain people in your audience. That's all. Yes. I, yes, Greg, and he's drunk here. I also, the next, like, iteration of this, which I think is the next up, I think is episode four, where he positions, he... It's positioned that he and and Rebecca are a healthy match. And, like, while watching it, I'm like, I think he thinks they're a healthy match. Sure. But I don't. But I actually don't think this is a healthy pairing. But I think it's interesting that we as viewers are supposed to be like, yeah, maybe. This is sensible. Um, this, these, these two crazy kids, they just make sense together. Which, no. I would argue, <laughs> no. Which, no. <laughs> Which, no. Uh, yeah, it's a little... I mean, this this show is replete with unhealthy relationships, and I think, especially going forward, they're very aware of that, and, and will mind that for... Uh, it was something we were talking about a little bit in the first episode, where it's like, Josh seems like a really, like, you know... A uh, uh, healthy, nice, kind person, right? Like, like Josh seems from the outside, like, oh, this is like the ideal man. And don't get me wrong, I, don't, I, 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 but there are things about him that are uh, secretly insidious, even unconsciously, a need to be fixed, a need to be rectified for him to be like a proper romantic partner to to someone else. You know? Yeah, I think what I like about him is he is kind of like frozen in time from his high school self or his like Mm -hmm. middle school like his maturity and his interests and everything it's just sort of like if somebody just sort of kind of coasted through 10 15 years of their life and ended up and it does remind me of people who kind of grow up in like our small town background settings and hang out with the same friends from high school and keep the mm-hmm. same job and kind of do the same thing. Hang out and in I the same like... place, just remain in this state of suspended animation. You know, like they... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I think I think he's a good boy-child boy part where, like, she is idealizing him as this amazing person, but it's, like, the amazing person from her childhood who has not changed into an adult human person. Yeah. I really, like, he just wants to eat poke and uh, hang out with tech, and that's fine. And, you know, that's a that's a perfectly chill way to exist. But, you know, um, 
Is it is it is it right for him? I I don't know. I guess I can't make that call at this time. Um, but but yeah, and uh, we we talked about it briefly, but I think it should be mentioned that face your fears as the first like true Paula number is is really like it's stellar. It's funny. Uh, it uses like Donalyn Champlin's like incredibly impressive vocal range <laughs> that she can like really hit these these belting notes and and she can go low, she can go high, and it, it just plays perfectly to her her strengths and her comedic strengths. She's a funny gal. She's a funny lady. She is. I also like the repercussions of her her son being like, I followed your advice. I thought that was a great callback. I also don't love the way that that there's like quite a few things that like actually there were quite a few things in this episode that I'm like, this doesn't age this kinda is giving Lena Dunham vibes in terms of oh. like not quite not quite aging well. Uh, Can you recall like any the way that? Yeah. yeah, the way that it was like I have friends, and like the reason that the friends were bad um, are because they have like physical deformities, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then also the kid, like Paula's kid, is positioned as stupid because, and then they list a bunch of things, and I'm like, I have all those things. I, I, have, I have all those things. I just like to think of myself as a, a stacked deck in the DSM-5, but I don't think of myself <laughs> as... I like to think as, of uh, a DSM-3 out of 5. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I... I mean, I do think I'm stupid all the time, but I wouldn't... <laughs> I don't think I would be written as I'm, like stupid tm like capital yeah. s stu- like it's not my identifier i think like day to day sometimes i think i'm kind of stupid but i'm not stupid because of these things like i don't know it was just a very dated um yeah look at i that. agree and it then it kind of also did be like oh that kind of makes sense that i felt that way about myself because this was what media was saying at the time and i forgot yeah um, absolutely. I think this is one of several things, and and we listed some last time, and I'm sure we will continue to list them, that as the show goes on, their portrayal of becomes much more even-handed, uh, much, you know, less, uh, uh, cancelable. Um, it, like, it, it, because, they, they progress in many ways, um, in regards to certain things, I think the show also ends up going to a lot of like homeless people kind of jokes that are a little like they're a little hacky, they're a little easy. Um, and and but the the Paula's son, the progression of Paula's sons is to me legitimately interesting, even though they are not in a great number of episodes across the next four seasons. But like the point we come to at the end of the show is a very different position than when we meet Paula's sons, you know? I do like the way that, that the sons are advocated for in this episode, but I don't like the way that it's like, well, this kid's dumb. Um, I also don't remember what happens to the kids throughout the series. So That's okay. You'll find out. That's what we're here for. Yeah. You'll find out over the course of several years as we, 
as we talk about this show. Um, unless, of course, people start giving us lots of money uh, to make it more frequently, in which case I would happily do that. I would gladly make it more frequently. Um, yeah, like once people started throwing money at Hamilton, I mean, we were just like whipping that shit out. We were booking you know? it out. We were busting it through. Yeah. And well, this is out from behind the paywall, you know, but you do get it a week early at patreon.com slash TP's Kevin. That is something that you get um, that will help those long months uh, between episodes. And uh, that's that's the way to do it for just one dollar a month. Um, anyway, the first episode hasn't even dropped by the time we're recording this one. So for all I know, I received a one million dollar check the day after that episode came out. Um, and by a biblically accurate angel donor. Absolutely. Yes, my my seraphim has finally come. <laughs> uh perfect uh let's move on to the second episode then season one episode four i'm going on a date with josh's friend uh directed oh did we skip the josh uh boy band made up of four josh's it kind of i just liked it yeah it's 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 a fun number it's fun to watch one man harmonize with himself four ways (laughs) (laughs) it's fun very acapella era vibes yeah absolutely yeah very uh rockapella or uh pentatonics or just any of those uh crimes against humanity and um but no it's fun it's it's fun watching josh like come in and spruce up the party it's interesting seeing how like how health you know how helpful he is like you do get why Rebecca, I mean, obviously, Rebecca is, like, imprinting on him in a lot of ways, but you're like, no, I do get what is very appealing about this gentleman. Like a duck. Yeah. Like a duck or like a werewolf. Yep, the two things, (laughs) right? There's two kinds of people you can date, a duck or a werewolf, and they'll both imprint on you. Oh, I I need to text my therapist back. She said she watched all of the Twilight series while she had COVID. Oh, wow. Which I I think that's a great... um, Self-disclosure. I think that is the little treat I needed for the week. Absolutely. And she knows that. That's that's so kind of your therapist to open up like that about their <laughs> about their mistakes, <laughs> about their insecurities. Makes you feel less alone. Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, season one, episode four. I'm going on a date with Josh's friend. Directed by Stuart McDonald. Written by Aaron Ehrlich. In this episode, uh, Greg and Rebecca go on a date to a taco festival and it goes about as well <laughs> as you might expect also josh uh is uh looking to apply for a job at aloha tech uh which is a uh sick low-key uh, uh, uh little tech operation uh run by uh ucb favorite eugene cordero uh, rebecca ends up hooking up with uh a random guacamole <laughs> guacamole smith uh maker of guacamole and uh greg is uh, you know kind of understandably a little upset about it and uh yeah it's gonna be great i get it like guacamole is my favorite thing too it's pretty tasty um and you know if if a handsome man made you some really tasty guacamole and watched you house a pork taco and was like not put off by it then yeah i say go for it you know that's fate what was that moment for you? Was that the two wolves that live within you? What? What, what was? What? <laughs> what? The pork taco moment. What was that for you? Was what? it the, there are two wolves within me? Do you I, know the? Problem? I I inside of every man there are two wolves. I don't understand what that 
does what how that relates to the pork taco. <laughs> Because she was going back and forth between like healthy choice pork taco, healthy choice pork taco, ah. and it was like intercut back and forth. Oh, okay. Honestly, my pork taco is often a pork taco. <laughs> like honestly, my pork taco is often a, a quesadilla al pastor or a torta al pastor. I have a lot of al pastor. There's a great Mexican food cart in my neighborhood, and uh, they whip up a, 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 a delish. I also liked the bicoastal shout out where they were like, Echo Park, the Brooklyn of LA. And I was like, exactly. You get it. Yeah. (laughs) I love, I love when things said in New York and Los Angeles get really in detail about various locations about New York and Los Angeles. Bicoastal visibility. It's so important to be represented in media. I'm biphobic. I don't, (laughs) I don't want them to acknowledge the coasts. Yet you're in one. I know. I, don't tell You're me. You're in a coastal relationship right now. Don't and talk you won't about acknowledge. it. Don't talk about it. No, <laughs> my family can't know I'm in a coastal relationship. <laughs> if my if my mother found out she was I was bi coastal, she would she would disown me. Where does she think you've been living this whole time? Cincinnati, the New York <laughs> of the Midwest. And I know oh boy, I can feel I can feel people sliding into my DMs saying, Ohio's not in the Midwest. Shut up. Yes it is. <laughs> Where else it would is, it be? For sure. Shut up. It is. I think Ohio is like capital M Midwest. Like I think about. I would agree, but the people most from state. people from Ohio and Indiana get really fucking finicky about that. They're very perturbed about it. It's so funny because they're like the most identifiable Midwest. Like what other states are like considered Midwest, not considered West or South. I mean, Missouri, like Kansas, Illinois, North Dakota, South Dakota, Maryland, Monroe. People have a difficult time classifying those, I think. What would you classify Montana and Nebraska as? That is the north, but not the Pacific Northwest. It'd be the northwest, but it's not the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I just call And then Arkansas is yeah. south for sure. Iowa. Iowa. Iowa is a strong contender. Between Ohio and Iowa, I can see why Iowa would think they're the most Midwest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what else has Iowa got, got going? You know what I mean? What's their other claim to fame if it's not the capital of the Midwest? I visited their Max Prison once. Okay. From the inside. Nice. It looked kind of like a, like a nice museum instead of a... Max prison. Sure. But they had done renovations recently. I see. I really want my prisons to look nice. I want, I want, the one thing I want reformed about the American carceral system is I want it to look more visually pleasant. Yeah, not reformed. Renovated, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) right. Not reformed. I'm going to renovate. It's like when, uh, not to get all bi-coastal, but, um... The every okay. when they, when when the sub when they renovate the subway and you're like great what are they are they cleaning it up are they fixing the broken tiles and they're like we installed some art and I'm like my dog this is not this was not the issue oh my god that I have fantasies all the time of like getting a power washer and just like power blasting the subways oh I think about it a lot yeah blast it. I want you to get a power washer and I want it to be so powerful that you're kind of like flying in the air, just like going backwards across all the subway platforms. 
Totally. Or I want I want sort of like a Ghostbusters vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, but like Ghostbusters 2016, where like Melissa, Melissa McCarthy's like flying around, you know? Damn, that was a long time ago. That was a long, wow. a lifetime ago. Yeah. Was when they rebooted Ghostbusters. What were the songs in episode four of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Why the songs featured in this episode would include Sex with a Stranger, Settle for Me, and Settle for Him. I, okay, at the time, Uh I had a reputation for, like, doing... For, hey, sexy stranger, come back to my place and please don't be a murderer. Having, yes... And, yes, and, I had a very specific relationship to the song Partition by Beyonce. So I enjoyed that this this song was, like, a very close one-to-one of the music video okay. of Partition. Gotcha. I did not uh, recognize that, but I was sure that there were some references that I was missing. Obviously, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend will do a full-ass, like, lemonade number later on in its run. Like, a big lavish sort of lemonade number but for now this is the beyonce that you have to <laughs> that you have to live with these these more yeah these so this crumbs. was partition they had a couple references with like vignettes and like the get up and also the beat there was like a similar melodic bam, bam, uh bam, choice bam. yeah absolutely yeah um even though the 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 song from this episode that will become a signature song for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, of course, Settle For Me, as sung by uh, Santina Fontana, which, I gotta say, just a completely delightful number. You know me. You know I love a soft shoe. You know... You do. <laughs> you know I love a soft shoe. You do. And I, lo- I kind of zone out. I'm like, yeah, the artist saw that movie, and then I float away, and then I come back at the end. It's I'm like, not- yeah, that's black and white. Yeah, that's black and white, and he's singing, and he was in Frozen, and it's I know this format, and I go away, and then I come back when the black and white is over. Wow! No, I like it. I find it delightful. I find it. It is delightful. It's wonderful. Just in a way that you find like long-winded war stories by old people delightful. It's like you can't always track it, yeah. But you're, it's pleasant. It's like the appeal of so many old movies so many old musicals so many old westerns where you can kind of zone out for a while and zone back in and you won't have missed anything (laughs) you're kind of you're in the armchair and you're like what's on tcm great and you kind of like you can zone out you can look at your phone you can take a nap you can wake back up and you're like i still fully understand what's happening (laughs) i I don't feel like this is so easy to follow it's great I love it. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm a sucker for this one. This is one of my one of my faves. Ooh, maybe of the whole show. I don't know. Uh, it's it's Damn. so it's All so right. emotionally attached for me. I imprinted on this much like again a duck or a werewolf. <laughs> it's the song of my soul. And again, as I'm uh, as I'm on the app, it's the song I'm, of your people, the song of my people. The even though like I don't fucking look like Santino Fontana. Like how dare he sing this song? He's not of my people. He's a handsome fucking paisano. Okay. What? I think you're. I think you're more attractive than Santino by a by a large margin. I disagree. But is that just my queer eye? Santino's such a queer eye for the straight guy. Um, I'm not straight. Um, it it it. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. 
Yeah, it's I I don't know, but like he's 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 such a fucking handsome Bizano. Come back to me when you're a Scotch Irish mess like me. You know, come, come back when, when you fucking have I, my face. God damn it! <laughs> come back to me. I, talk about settling. I disagree, and I will not hit on you on our X pod. Thank you. Podcast. It's X-Men illegal. Podcast. But I think you two would be really solid in nope actually he's canceled because of his current because of tootsie because of tootsie i'm sorry so hey everyone's got a microdose being canceled just a little bit exactly and i do think you know i'm not disparaging the theater community however i do think that outside of the theater community nobody knows about this cancellation this has not crossed platforms this is a does he exist outside of the theater community though i I mean really here and i guess you know your local frozen stan although it's weird because he's like a voice you know he's not like on screen in frozen singing love is an open door or do you think he got like all of the fucking royalties for how frozen blew up or do you think what they thought they were gonna make with that movie he got like that contract and it never like, what do you think happened? I do think that, I mean, obviously it is the Walt Disney Corporation, so they're really just going to fucking shiv you and leave you for dead if they can, you know, get that kind of deal going. Um, they, they you know, keep, and, and I'm sure that voice actors, just given, again, how voice actors are treated in every other way, I'm sure that, like, Josh Gad does not get royalties for Olaf dolls, which is, of course, absurd, but I'm sure Josh Gad does not get royalties for Olaf dolls or the fucking designers of Olaf, you know, like the character animators of Olaf. I'm sure they don't get royalties for, for Olaf dolls. So maybe Santino Fontana makes a little Spotify money when you stream Love is an Open Door, but pro- probably not as much as you might think. Oof. I know. It's, it's a bummer. It's a big, big bummer. What do you think about... Rebecca's choices. They're bad. This this um, episode was all about <laughs> Rebecca's choices. What do you think about her emotional world that we get to see yeah. when making these choices? This, I find that to be what keeps me watching the show. Is you're 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 like there's something endearing about the way you make such terrible decisions. decisions and isn't that isn't that the song of <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that out. I've decided we're not uh, doing spoilers on this podcast, so I have to. <laughs> I have to keep like putting in uh, inserts every time. I forgot to tell you that. So I'm isn't gonna, that okay? I'm gonna uh, bleep isn't out that the, the song yeah. of having a mental illness that will be explored throughout the series. Thank you. That's a clean take. That's a usable clean take. Um, yes, exactly. Fucker, I, fuck shit balls. Fuck. This is, in my opinion. The beginning of a thread that we will continue to follow and come back to on this show of Rebecca, like, making implosively bad decisions that you and the audience are like, no, geez, no, why? Oh, my God. But it's such good, like, TV. It's uh, there's there's one coming up later this season that is that was like the first time you and I watched it was harrowing. We were both, like, curled in a ball on, on your couch <laughs> in your parents' home. It was, like... Damn, was, I don't remember this. Oh, boy, you will. Uh, it'll come flooding back. <laughs> and it and it just absolutely, like, Rebecca 
is so compelling in how terrible her decisions are like over and over again um especially across the first three seasons right and i think this show is actually really good at like building these disparate plot threads like you don't expect you know her various decisions to like continue to come back and to continue to have ramifications but they're absolutely going to and i love that as because tv is so much about like oh here's the thing of the week and then we don't talk about that ever again uh but this show has such a long memory for shit like this and it's really like impressive the polls they will make like seasons from now you know i got lost in the void for a moment there have fun welcome back from the void yes (laughs) okay i didn't say Um, anything of import i just said the same thing over and over again (laughs) essentially yeah i got signed out and now it's asking me to log into avid which i don't even own you're getting captured again cool (laughs) i'm getting recaptured and recaptured and recaptured yes stuck in an endless void i really enjoy most more than anything else these two episodes the introduction to heather and the way that heather is using rebecca as a like hair like a case study and then it's like yeah i want to be your friend i love that it's because i think we are heather in this show absolutely because we are we are watching rebecca bunch from afar and we're judging her and we're diagnosing her and um but then we we just want to be her friend and we just want to help her they don't give her any diagnosis here either. They're like, you're taking an abnormal psychology class, but we're, you're not actually going to give her a diagnosis here. You're just going to yeah. continue the manic pixie quirky bad decision making songstress. They don't give her a diagnosis for seasons and seasons. Like, I think it's like season three where they like put a name yeah. on um, on her and sing a whole song about it. Spoilers. Yeah, I think that's why I'm interested in watching it this round because now I know about where things lead. So mm-hmm. seeing where things were planted, where I'm like, ah, Greg was an alcoholic in the very early episodes. Yeah. And they started talking about uh, Rebecca's mental health. Things that I was like, whoa, hey. I didn't see that coming. Now I'm like, why didn't I see that yeah. coming? I thought it was a smart um, viewer. Another example of that that I've seen, it, it occurs in the party episode and will we'll continue, but the, 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 the planting of seeds about both, like, of Rebecca's parents, right? Of, like, of, of Rebecca's oh, dad. the narcissist. Of Rebecca's dad, yeah. who will be recast uh, when he becomes a, a, a more... I wondered that relevant character but tova feldsha who plays rebecca's mom uh has been here since the pilot you know and like and will continue to recur throughout the entire show um and yeah just this uh, complete uh, uh narcissist who calls her at the skate park you know and, and talks about her terrible choices um and just not a, not a supportive helpful figure whatsoever um and and again the seeds that they will continue to fucking reap from are being planted this early in the show they have so much like kind of figured out already yeah i love that and i do like seeing uh mental health explored through like multiple different intersect like intersections being like what happens when you have a narcissistic mom and you have the pressures of perfectionism what could that possibly lead to yeah 
so I enjoy that too. Has 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 Audra Levine come up on the show? She's definitely been mentioned. I don't think we've seen any like flashbacks or anything of her yet. But um, in in the skate park episode, uh, the the mother mentions Audra Levine, which is sort of like Rebecca's tether. <laughs> you know, it's it's again just these these seeds we will continue to reap from. Impressive stuff from a television show. Where do you think uh, the actress who plays Valencia, what do you think she was doing these two episodes? What do you think she... she had another project? I think she is not yet booked as a regular cast member on the show. Like, she is not yet booked in this. She's, her contract is not like Donalyn Champlin's or anybody else's contract, where, like, they're kind of doing it on an individual appearance sort of basis. Um, she is not a main cast member at this point. So she's honestly not in that much of this season. She's She only appears, like, a few times. She obviously makes, like, a big impression. She's already had a big song. It's possible she was working on something else. I guess I could attempt to look that up. Um, but um, I just know that she was not... She was never supposed to appear in every episode, I will say. What about Daryl? Daryl's a main cast member. Daryl appears in every episode at least some point, you know? Hmm. Daryl's around. He was at the party. He's in the law office. You know, it's, like, it's hard to not run into Daryl. Yeah. Um, do they do any law Oh, I guess they do law stuff at the principal. Mm-hmm. We've seen some law stuff. We've seen, you know, Rebecca, like, uh, uh, rebooking some, like, real estate stuff. I guess they, they prioritize real estate law. She was doing stuff with Valencia law stuff. Um, she will uh, continue to pursue various law stuff, <laughs> as we are calling it in the very technical terms, law stuff. Um, <laughs> she will continue to uh, produce law stuff. Yeah. I didn't remember any law stuff the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. The way that it, that I had that gave me an impression the first two episodes. Yeah. It does not appear that she was working, that um, uh, Gabrielle Ruiz was working on anything else at this time. Because uh, her only credits that would have been filmed during the course of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend are not this season. It's one episode of Orange is the New Black, where she plays singing inmate mm-hmm. number two... <laughs> something called the public access olympics and I, who knows what that means uh some a show called alone together um it uh so so no yeah i guess it was just like we at this point are not planning on having valencia around all the time um and she's she's not so there you go she currently voices someone named rio on spidey and his amazing friends the cartoon television series about spider-man and various other spider-men <laughs> his friends are only other spider-men it's um men of spiders it's uh i mean i see here it's miles and gwen and spidey bot so it's really just like hey can we make spider-verse the tv show and they're like no and they're like okay but we're gonna get like close <laughs> Okay, we're gonna get as close as we can without you guys like coming after us, you know. Um, so good for them. Have you asked? Have you asked them yet at like Sony or like any? Have you asked them if they're making me a second Spider Verse? They are. It's coming out this year. Okay. They're Thank making uh, at least two more because this one is called Across the Spider Verse Part One. So there's definitely another okay. one coming out. Don't you worry. There's gonna be three at least. 
Yeah, thanks for thanks for putting in a good word because that is my favorite movie. Period. So <laughs> end of sentence. Wondering. Favorite movie, and um... I've I've like decided, or I've like I've decided to be more like out, like just really lean into my identity and say like yeah. I'm out as bicoastal and I'm out as like that being my favorite movie, and I don't need to say anything more. Like, oh. wow. Wow. I'll have to justify it. It just, like, is... It was Juno for a long time, and, like, I can confidently say it's Spider-Verse now. It's Spider-Verse now, and you're a Spider-Verse sort of person, and uh, at least you know that about yourself. You know, it's about self-actualization. To, to yeah, thine own self be true. I don't have to know everything about fucking Spider-Man for it to be my favorite movie. No. I don't have to know shit. You don't... I can just be like, I enjoyed that more than any other movie I've ever seen. The movie has to speak for itself. You need it's it's helpful to not know anything about Spider-Man because the movie should do a good enough job of introducing everything to you that you don't need to read sixty years of Spider-Man comics to appreciate that movie. You get it, you get it. I can't wait to see a pandemic-informed Spider-Verse animated film. Yeah, well, they're all wearing masks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> No one else joined me. We got through a whole pandemic to make that joke. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's not over, baby. Good joke, Kevin. All right. Um, Excellent. Anything else uh, to to say about this one? We talked about the musical numbers. We talked about Rebecca's terrible choices. Uh, Then this is where where that theme really begins. And it will come back. And it uh, will be upsetting. (laughs) And you and the audience will go, Oh, no. Oh, God. Um, it'll be great. So let's rank them. Oh, yes. Let's rank the musical numbers because that is something that we do. Now I gotta share my screen. Do we have to unanimously decide that? We do have to come to some sort of the... consensus, but we don't have to decide on what I believe. Okay. It's about, we're working. But I think we can, <laughs> I think we can like add like, steak value or like you know like you're like all, right. all my chips are in i'll give you this one but uh next time <laughs> you're gonna owe me because uh, we have nobody to break the tie so the first song on the docket is face your fears uh where given what we're looking at i think i would put it at number three yeah, three or four. Between Sexy Getting Ready and West Covina. I like number it's, three. I, West Covina is more iconic than this it, one. It's obviously the first so. song. It's obviously the title song. But I do just like this number more overall. I find it more lyrical. <laughs> I find it an easier listen. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Sure. Uh, great. So that's a big spanking three for Face Your Fears. Uh, next is I Have Friends. I Have Friends, which is a fun one. Uh, it's a very, like, kind of (laughs) in-your-face song, sort of, musically. It's really, like, a get-in, do-your-jokes-get-out kind of song. What are you feeling for this one? I remember the melody, and I remember feeling uncomfortable about other choices, and that's all I remember, so I would make it number five. Uh, so above I'm So Good at Yoga. I think everything, from what I can remember, will probably be above I'm So Good at Yoga. Okay, interesting. Bold take. I can't For a disagree while. with you off the top of my head. So, uh, okay, number five. I have friends. I love 
early rankings. They're so easy. This will become hellish later on, but this is so this is so nice. Uh, and then, of course, a boy band made up of four Joshes. What are we feeling for this one? I enjoyed it. I don't remember the melody. I don't want to kiss all your worries and troubles goodbye. I don't want to do say Cause you made me cry. It's not just a boy band made up of four Joshes. We're actually a dream of mental health professionals. That. That was really pretty. Thank you. Um, I'm a soprano. I still didn't remember it though. Um, <laughs> but I remember the dancing. Pretty but not helpful. <laughs> uh, pretty but not helpful, which is how I've been described many times. Um. <laughs> Boy band made up before Josh is... I would go maybe new number four. I could... Yeah. Okay, great. Above Muscovina. Uh, boy band made up before Josh. Josh, 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 Uh Perfect. Now the next episode, Sex with a Stranger. I'll be honest, this one does not rank particularly highly for me. It does for me because of its reference. Yeah. If, if you get the reference on some of these, that'll go a long way. Because you're like, don't you see? Don't you see what they're doing? It, it's brilliant. I think it imprinted on me the same way that Settle for me imprinted for you. Absolutely. And uh, we will have a fight about that in just a few short minutes. Um, so where would you put? Where would you put this song? Probably below Face Your Fears. Do you want me to zoom in? Will that be helpful? Face Your Fears? Yeah. Um... Below Face Your Fears, above A Boy Band Made Up of Four Joshos. Yeah. I would I would honestly put it at like six. So if we average four and six, below we get five. I think below Escovina is fine because I do think Escovina is lower than it probably should be. Okay. I love getting into the contentious rankings already. Um, well, I was going to say that um, this average would be number five, which would be above West Covina, but you want it to go below? Yeah. Okay. Sex with a stranger. Great. And now we battles. come to settle for me. And if I'm being honest so far on the show, it would be my number one. <laughs> I'm not going to force you to put it there, but that is just me being honest about which of these I'm listening to over and over again, which of these I'm singing to myself, singing to you, my friend Kat, when we hang out at your place. I'm just being honest. I like... <laughs> again, the song of my soul, the song of my people, <laughs> the average men. Well, the song of my people is obviously feeling kind of naughty and sexy getting ready. I love I love a sexy, slutty song. Of course. So it's definitely I'll give I'll give you two. Two? But but I am I am acknowledging that feeling kind of naughty isn't like better than every song we're ever going to hear on this show no absolutely not there's some absolute bangers the show essentially has bangers constantly for the rest of its duration i just can't in good conscience say settle settle for me is number one out of these i understand but three i'll give you two 
Okay. I, I can honestly do three, because I can see that this is painful for you. Now, where is my cursor? <laughs> what happened to the cursor? There it is. I can do number three, settle for me. That's fine. Uh, under Sexy Getting Ready song, honestly, we could all be so lucky as to be placed directly under the Sexy Getting Ready song. And that's it. That. So now that you're saying between feeling kind of naughty and sexy getting ready song, I can't distinguish them by memory. So now I feel... Sorry! <laughs> Sorry! No, I know. I just feel a little like... They are very similar. My, There's a vibe there. My memory is is not what it was. No, they, they are very like... They have a similar um, tonality, certainly. They, I, I absolutely have a, a similar sort of subject matter and choreography. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, why those are sort of getting conflated um, in your mind. Yeah. Hubba Okay, great. So that is our rankings for the week, which brings us now to everyone's favorite part of the show, a little thing called Plugs. Cat. anything you want the people to know about or places that you want them to follow you? Sure. You can find me at Cat Scott online for now. Not for now. Cat's got online. That's where you can find me for now on Instagram. Currently not on private anymore, as I am no longer a school teacher for now. Oh my god, my cat just yawned. And you can also find me on Grinder sometimes or Lex if you're in the NYC area. Um, and turn on the trans filter. <laughs> my voice has been cracking because I'm on testosterone. I'm about to hit 11 months. I think that's something to celebrate and plug. Absolutely. And woo, I am breaking out so much because I just upped my dose. Um, and also I'm getting these really fun uh, mid-pubescent voice cracks all the time, so, which is a fun place to podcast from. Also, I have some archival fun old projects on Spotify called Show Tune Sunday with Cat Scott and you can find some of my old stuff with TV's Kevin Lanigan in there. Um and other friends talking about dumb stuff. And yeah, you can try to find me on YouTube. I have a lot of weird stuff up there that no one has watched. Um <laughs> and yeah, I'm in grad school. I'm tired. Those are most of my things. I'm trying to start a Club Penguin for gays as my thesis. So I will keep you updated how that goes. Excellent. We love that. It wasn't Club Penguin, the Club Penguin for gays. <laughs> well, now I got to throw my thesis out. Sorry. Start over. Square one. <laughs> Welcome back to square one. <laughs> our podcast about starting over. And uh, I, yes, I am, of course, uh, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Uh, you can get episodes of this show one week early at patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. You got a bunch of bonus podcast shit over there. There's some shows that only exist behind that paywall. A show Kat and I used to do called Hamill Minute. Archives of old podcasts that I'm not putting up anywhere else. They live there now. That's their home. Uh, you can find that over there. And, of course, Advanced Media Studies, which I'm sure has brought many of you who are listening now over here, uh, where at the time this is uploading, we're probably about getting done with Mythic Quest and are about to start reading mm. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book series, which will be a fun rest of my year, essentially. And um, rock and roll all night and part of every day. 
and that is what we're looking at i also have film and video projects in various stages of development but those take a long time to do <laughs> not not getting that immediate skinner box dopamine hit of a podcast love to hit publish how much time does it take kevin months to years <laughs> months <laughs> to years and that's if you're doing it professionally. If you're doing it independently, oh Christ, oh God, you'll never get anything done. And uh, and that's great. Uh, we'll be back next week as we get more um, all-time iconic songs from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We get more of our beloved supporting cast getting introduced. And we celebrate some of our first holidays. Uh, but next week or next month next month i monthly? meant to say i'm so used to saying weekly next month the month of june the month of lovers so for all you lovers out there <laughs> gather around the podcast speaker and and enjoy there's a little gather around the bluetooth gather around the alexa uh, Ale- i hope now that it's june that i'm getting laid as this is I hope that's going for you out too. into the ether. I hope right now, mm-hmm. as I as I exist, I am getting late this here is, in June. This is May's episode, so you have another episode to hope for getting late. I hope, and I hope here that for in the lusty too. month of May that I'm getting late. Yeah, you know what they say: April that's showers. That's from Camelot. Bring Mayflowers. And Mayflowers is a metaphor. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You've looked at the paintings of georgia o'keefe you understand and uh until then won't you settle for subscribing to this podcast thanks guys (laughs) i have friends i definitely have friends (laughs) i certainly have friends Friends, and it's you listeners friendly friends enter a parasocial relationship with me listeners i invite you to (laughs) pretend that i am no one gets me like you guys no (laughs) You understand me in ways that I never thought possible, and I, you, vice versa, in return. Uh, And uh, please send me many gifts to a P.O. box that I have not set up. Uh, Please, you know, get mad at me when I don't respond to your tweets. Just uh, all the the Sanders stuff. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you. Microdose canceling us. Thank you. Thank you. Please cancel me. Please. Thank you. Uh, Again, if you are looking to assassinate me, now is the time. (laughs) When we're together, I feel so grand. My heart goes tippity tap, tap, tap when I hold your hand. But I know there's another guy you fancy more. So, even though I'm not the one you adore, why not? Settle for me, darling, just settle for me. I think you'll have to agree, we make quite a pair. I know I'm only second place in this game. But like 2% milk or seitan beef, I almost taste the same. So won't you settle for me? Come on and settle for me. Say yes or no before I choke on all this swallowed pride. 
I have no problem being picked out from the bottom If he's your broken condom, I'm plan B So lower those expectations and settle for me Am I okay with this? Totally Oh, sweet account Settle for me Baby cakes, just settle for me Smoky pie, I'm begging you please Can't you see the light? Sugar jugs, I'm so bereft Demeaning terms are all that I have left of my masculinity So settle for me Like a little girl Exposed and raw Whose boobs can't even fill a training bra Let's pretend I didn't say that Settle for me It's a practical proposal Settle for me It makes a certain sense He's a fantasy But hey, let's think this through Yes, Josh is a dream But I'm right here In flesh and blood and self-hate Settle for me in a sad way, darling, it's fate. Tomorrow, if you happen to be free, maybe you just maybe settle for me. This has been a talk back podcast.